Hello, my name is Ron, and this is Ron's Gadget Talk for Tuesday, 26th of January, 2021. Now, if you kind of notice something in my voice, yes, I'm a bit kind of tired. I think I caught the cold, a bit of the cold. Uh, it's not what you think, I promise. It's not what you think, but oh well. Um, it's just a cold. Uh, hopefully, I'll get past it in a few more days. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, but... Obviously, I've kind of been sick, but uh, hey, a lot of gadgets still keep coming out, and I think it's unstoppable. So, um, Sony has dropped a bunch of new toys, really, that you want to check out, and also a leaked Xperia phone that kind of got leaked. So, let's uh, let's check it out, really. So, we talk about smartphones a lot, and really, most of the podcast really tends to be about smartphones, and um, so Sony, uh, today, early today, really showed off the Xperia Pro which is this really high-end smartphone. Now, straight off the bat, I want to say this, that it doesn't have the Snapdragon 865. Um, it doesn't, I mean, it's not that much impressive really in terms, it's not that impressive in terms of raw horsepower, but what you do get with the Xperia Pro is a essentially a glorified, a glorified, uh, how to explain it to you, a, a, a glorified, uh, monitor. There's, there's a word for this. A reference monitor. You know, like like you check out the preview, get a preview of the video, in really high quality, early on. It's a glorified view. It's a glorified. I uh, can't forget the portable monitor, which is like reference, and you plug it to a camera. In fact, they showed it off in the use with with their newer camera, uh, plugged in. In fact, this is what the Xperia Pro is. Straight off the bat, it ain't a regular another regular smartphone. It has an HDMI input, so again, you connect to a camera and you get a preview right over there in front of you. On top of that, it has the Snapdragon 865, which is not the newest, but I'm sure that they have worked at the back and optimized some bits and bobs to make it uh, make it do the things that it says here. Oh well. So, uh, the Xperia Pro has a has a triple 12 megapixel camera setup, which is what's said here. A megapixel front-facing selfie camera. I'm probably not going to use it for that, really. A 4,000 milliamp hour battery. A 6.5-inch 4K HDR OLED panel. Now, this is why it's worth once a, what it is. This phone, as it is, costs $2,500. And it comes with a 6.5-inch 4K HDR OLED display. You get 12 gigabytes of, 12 gigabytes of RAM and 512 gigabytes of storage. Uh, there, mu- there should be a USB-C port somewhere here, uh, probably, most likely. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't show it here. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, but it has a dedicated HDMI input, so you can plug your camera into it to get a preview, live preview, and also you can uh, you through this, you don't need to use USB OT. Now, obviously, two thousand five hundred dollars is a buttload of money for a literally a lot of money for a phone that just can grab a signal from a camera and record. Uh, and obviously either record uh, f- from that camera or stream use it to live stream to the world I mean you could do the same thing with an OTG cable and stuff but hey uh, what you get here is a full 4k display and I think that's where the $2,500 is but it's a lot of money oh, but anyway, oh well it has full 5g connectivity so you could live stream on the go without a problem I think that's it, it, it's crazy how Phones have advanced this much that they not only have 4K displays. Sony's phones 
Sony's Xperia flagships do have like 4K display, so that's where the price really goes up. And that's where they can't really optimize or offer a more faster phone compared to say, you know, Xiaomi or in the competition. Uh, but really, if you think about it, uh, it's just incredible how uh, what they're now able to do here. You basically used to take uh, plugging it, plugging this into a laptop, and you have to carry that and the battery and all that kind of stuff. But now you just plug it straight into a phone. You can plug your camera output, the raw output, that's the your raw 4K output to your phone, and the phone over 5G just live streams it to the internet, and that's just wonderful really uh, but then again you you could do this you could pull this off with an otg cable i'm sure it's not that difficult and obviously you won't suffer much in processing power with say an s21 in fact obviously s21 is cheaper than this you get an s21 and then you put a rugged case and you buy a usb-c dongle as hdmi input or something like that nature or uh, elgato cam link and obviously you could uh, sideload a bunch of apps on android and i'm sure you could pull off a literally a bigger viewfinder for your uh, for your camera um, that doesn't involve spending two thousand five hundred dollars. It just shocks me that it's two thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, so, uh, which is uh, interesting, but yeah. Um, so, and he, and the interesting. So I don't know what to say really. It's just it's an interesting phone. I mean, it's not for everyone, and I keep saying, it, it looks really rugged for the looks of it, but it's not for regular smartphone folks, it's for content creators and professionals, but really professionals would end up buying an iPhone or an S21, who's going to buy an Xperia Pro? I mean, literally, people are going to get an iPhone. Oh, why would they buy a Sony mirrorless camera and an Xperia Pro? They could just get an iPhone 12 Pro Max. That it will cost just as much as this, and you're able to record and render and preview and from one device. Sony should basically put the effort on putting a bigger, better camera on their phone and charge this kind of money. Like honestly, two thousand five hundred dollars, they wouldn't they at least would be able to put a mirrorless sensor <laughs> smack dead in the middle of the camera, if you know what I mean. So, I don't know. Uh, Sony's kind of lost on on doing this really. So that's that. But yeah, if you want to spend $2,500 on this really wacky, kind of glorified uh, reference monitor that's portable, that's a phone, Android phone too, go ahead, knock yourselves out, $2,500, you can pre-order at BNH Photo and Video, uh, that's a good place to buy from. So yeah, uh, moving on. So obviously Sony has has shown, shown off the Xperia Pro, now it's supposed to go with this really cool camera that Sony has showed off. A really powerful uh, main camera that could be good for video and photography. It's flagship, really, the Sony Alpha A1. Now, the Alpha A1 is a $6,500 or a $6,500 camera. Um, primarily, it has a it's a mirrorless ca camera, obviously, like most cameras from Sony, and it's it's capable of quite a lot. It has a lot of photography and videography chops. Uh, now. To start with, it has a 50 megapixel uh, X XMOR RS XMOR RS uh, stack CMOS sensor, and the Bionics XR sensor, which essentially is like the processing sensor. Pretty much, you can record uh, videos at 8K 30 frames per second and 4K 120 frames per second. You get 30 frames per second shooting speed, so shutter speed roughly 30 FPS. So not that bad so you get a ridiculously good amount of almost cinematic <laughs> kind of exposure um for the looks of it so 
so again, you can shoot 50 megapixel cameras at 50 meg. Sorry, why am I? Oh well. Uh, you could shoot a you could shoot 50 megapixel images at up to 30 frames per second, both with autofocus and auto exposure turned on, uh, along with ele electronic shutter, which is kind of interesting. And you could do and you can capture up to 155 compressed raw files, uh, which is not bad. So again, this is for those video recorders, uh, for those who take lots of videos and a lot of photos, this is for you. I mean, this is Sony's flagship camera, and uh, we haven't even gotten to the deeper specs here. Um, you get a 200, in terms of viewfinder, electronic viewfinder, it's literally electronic, not, not to the sensor. Uh, it's a 240 hertz OLED uh, electronic viewfinder, it's not that bad. 9.44 million dot resolution, which is like one and something. Uh, and 0.9x field of view, which is not that bad. So it actually is, again, fun fact, uh, this is a bit similar to the A7S Mark III. Um, if you've had that camera or you've seen someone with one, they have the same sort of viewfinder. The Alpha A1 has a exposed sensitivity range of roughly ISO 100 to 32,000 ISO. Uh, but you can go from 50, you can go as low as 50 and as far as 102,000. 400 so low light performance is not going to be bad that's actually uh, a iso of more than 100,000 is literally possible because of a back illuminated sensor structure with ga gapless on chip lenses and ar coated seal glass is not augmented reality it's it's uh, something ar you know i mean law jargons here camera jargon uh but Interestingly enough, um, uh, in terms of, there's another interesting feature, well, th this is the sensor pretty much, I'm taking it in one take, so this, it, it's kind of a struggle, you know, um, but apparently it has pixel ship multi-shooting, so essentially it can take 16 shots and make a 199 megapixel photo, which is just nuts, so... It really is for the pros out there, if you know what I mean. Now, one thing's obvious is Sony's alpha cameras that are very popular with videography and cinematographers all over the world. And obviously, for all the right reasons, you get much, much crispier resolution. The Alpha A1 can record at 8K resolution at 10-bit uh, sets of gamut uh, with a with 420 um, color setting at 30 frames per second. Uh, to your to an SD card or CF Express card on the on the on the camera. Uh, now you can bring it down to 4K 60 frames per second, and obviously uh, you can go all the way to 4K 120 frames per second. And if you want, and again, I'm I'm not a judge really. You can do this if you are want to be a bit of a bit of a novice cinematographer. You can even go all the way down to super 35 millimeter mode with 5.8k resolution oversampling and as always autofocus is available on all of these aside from that you can also record videos on this camera at 10-bit uh, color gambit color details 422 setting that's a big deal kind of from what i can think of uh, and yes hlg and s-log will work on this uh, and obviously this is through the hevc codec that is with all the files um, so this is interesting, really. Um, you can even you can even output 16-bit raw video to an external recorder. That gives you more fidelity 
and picture quality. Now, this really is why people buy Sony cameras, in my own opinion. If, uh, if I mean, not I mean, and this is me saying as a as not much of a camera expert. Uh, I see as Canons and Sonys and DJI's and all these kind of cameras. And I'm like, I see more people with Sonys. Maybe the ca- the the, the picture video quality is better than the Canon. Oh well. Uh, but yeah, and all this in a camera that literally weighs 737 grams. Now, more interestingly, you can record 8K 30 frames per second or 4K 60 frames per second video for up to 30 minutes in one go without any overheating or shutting off or all that kind of stuff. So that's great news for all my cinematographer buddies and all your, you can record, uh, you can record masterpieces on this puppy. And that's for sure. It is really a powerful camera. Um, now, down to nitty gritty, uh, you know, ports because... All camera folks want to know what's what you can plug into this bad boy. Uh, you get dual SD ultra high speed level two uh, slots and dual CF Express card slots. If you want to do that, really, there's no compulsion. Really, you can. This is essentially for backup. I mean, if you are really a novice cinematographer, you'd probably want to be having a external recorder like an Atomo, Atomos or a Mini HD with you, so that you get like you can get almost unlimited recording time. That's just the thing, but you have this option to you're very welcome to use it. As I really have a USB, uh, USB 3.2 port, which is cool. Headphone jack, uh, mic output, fully HDMI port, um, and a shoe mount uh, on the top, and a gigabit Ethernet port. That's nuts. Again, if you want to do networked photography, you can do that. <laughs> it can do Wi-Fi also, which is nuts. AC Wi-Fi, which is insane so so 8k video recording 50 megapixel overall camera sensor you can go all the way up to 102,400 iso um that could help with low light performance and up to 30 30 frames a second shutter speed roughly all this for six thousand five hundred dollars this is a lot of money for a camera i'll tell you but you get all this kind of quality and uh so you get all this quality and performance for this much money so not freaking bad you could, uh, you can pre-order this now pretty much, I mean, you can go see if, yeah, uh, you can pre-order this now, by the time you listen to this, it's probably Wednesday as always, uh, but, and you're able to get it on February 25th, but you're able to generally buy it in March, hopefully, so that's freaking awesome, that's freaking, freaking good, if you ask me, uh, it's a really good camera, obviously, absolutely smashes a Canon any day, hands down, I see why people, all oh, youtubers and cinematographers and folks shooting narcos have these cameras okay i don't know if they do that but well you know so uh, that's the alpha one uh, from sony uh, another great camera for these but for these fo- from the from the folks at sony and obviously there is uh, i think i think it was a few days back that, that there was a leaked xperia compact that kind of was leaked so it was a compact experiment obviously it wasn't that significant to really cover so uh, let's just quickly let's just move on so, show me have posted. Uh, show me have posted on where is this Weibo that the Redmi K40. I've teased the Redmi K40, specifically the box. Now, r- real quick, they're showing sort of two dimensions of the K40 box. Like there are two types. So there's one that's this regularly flat. So if you haven't again, if you've seen the iPhone 12 and the, and the Galaxy S21, you know what's happening here. And obviously a regular phone box. Now. Essentially, according to Redmi's uh, general manager, Louis Wei Bing, 
they posted on they posted on Weibo that the Redmi K40 is going to come out, and they'll offer two options really: a thin box with just the phone itself and the charging cable, and a regular thick box with uh, with accessories and, and a charger. That means that the K40 could also be coming without a charger. But it's interesting that uh, that they're offering an option for those who wanted to get a a bigger version with all the goodies in the box including a charger i think some people would still want to have a charger in the box again uh, brands like Xiaomi, as i said would pack fast chargers so people still are a little incentivized to get the phone uh, because they have a fast charger in the box and you can take advantage of fast charging but uh, it's interesting to see that they're looking to offer two options they've done this with the mi 11 series uh, early on so that was very very interesting and then on top of that, there was the AirPods. Uh, well, well uh, moving on, really. JT uh, Times reports that Apple is looking to release a second-gen AirPods Pro in the first half of 2021, and that's because of a report. Uh, again, that's because of sort of a kind of industry report by Vinbond. They kind of, you know, they showed off to their some investors and stuff. That uh, now, according to JT Times, they claim Vinbond is also expected to be along the NOR nor flash suppliers for Apple's next-generation AirPods Pro set for launch later in the first half of this year. The sources indicated the Taiwan-based chipmaker will be running the its NOR uh, flash production lines at nearly full-capacity utilization during the six-month period. Now, it's interesting, another new Apple device up in the air. Uh, this might be launching along with AirTags, but uh, pretty much, uh, if they're claiming that they might be ready to start making uh, flash chips really for the AirPods Pro. I think this is for the, you know, the, the thing, the memory chip to remember to store pairing details and stuff, probably. So it's part of the AirPods Pro. Oh well. But they claim that they're probably starting production uh, later in the year, which means that this will be second gen AirPods Pro. Now, we've heard that they'll probably have a more, uh, they'll have uh, more. Uh, more compact uh design so it'll just fit into there even more hopefully not like the galaxy buds live that's horrible hands down just saying um you know they make it a bit more compact and they'll pack more technology which is interesting so that could be happening but it's interesting that uh, we may uh that uh, within the first half of 2021 it's still still we have like six months before the first half of 20 uh, pretty much five months before the first half ends so yeah uh looks possible really and these times those tend to be like okay we uh tend to be a bit you know tipsy with uh i don't know how to say it really but um they may not be accurate with their details so you never know really um you do take it with a grain of salt pretty much that's what i've heard and then, Xiaomi could be dropping a new Mi 10. This is interesting. So, according to digital chat station on Weibo, also, uh, he claimed that uh, Xiaomi could be dropping a new Mi 10 phone that comes with the Snapdragon 870. Uh, that's obviously in that's obviously a bit bit of a little bump up chip from the 865 and under and underneath the 888, the triple eight, pretty much. And this could cost 3,500 yuan, which is roughly 500 bucks, around 550 USD, give and take, uh, which is interesting. Um, and there's not much written here. But what's interesting is that there are already eight phones 
with the Mi 10 name. So, Xiaomi probably this could be the, the probably the next phone to milk the Mi 10 name. They probably should call it the Mi 11 something, Mi 11 Youth Edition. That's what it would probably be called. It makes sense. So, that's an interesting rumor. And then, this one is a gem that I found out uh, on, uh, well, I mean, uh, I'll say it for myself and you, you can guess for yourself what this is. So, a leaker by the name of Magic Unicorn has apparently confirmed a new device with the model number XMSH1616HM and it's codenamed Pangu. And so, apparently, upon inspe further inspecting the code and everything, um, pretty much, upon expecting, it's po possibly the Mi, Mi, no Mi Band 6. Uh, that's insane. That's pretty insane that the Mi Note 6 gets coming out. A uh, Mi Band 6, sorry. Why was I saying Mi Note 6? Oh god. <laughs> How forgetful I was. Uh, the Mi Band 6, which essentially features, again, uh, based on the built-in, based on the reading out the code, really, uh, it, basically it would have a blood oxygen sensor, that's SPO2, so that's... Hang on, what that is? Let me let me check for myself. That, uh, yeah, the what's this? Uh, yeah, that's your blood ox oxygen saturation. This actually did came out on one of the Amazfit watches, I believe, early earlier. I think we talked about it, uh, but it's probably one of the uh, Amazfit uh, wearables. In fact, if you think about the Mi Bands, are really based on uh, wearables from Amazfit. So Amazfit makes wearables for Xiaomi. It's a really good quality, and they also do sell uh, their own uh, variables uh, and stuff uh, to other uh, to global consumers. So they know a thing or two about uh, making a polished product. Um, that's the beauty of the Xiaomi eco hardware ecosystem. That I think um, that's why I think it's it's a really good um, you know concept. But the Mi Band Six, on top of having a oxygen blood oxygen sensor, uh, it has Alexa support. And, uh, and no NFC, and this is the global version. So interestingly enough, the Chinese one will have NFC to do Alipay and stuff. And then the global variant, there are two there are two versions. So there's a uh, so there's the difference really is the numbering. So the Chinese version is uh, one six, and then the global variant is one five, almost the same letters, give and take. The Chinese variant has NFC built in, and possibly Xiao uh, AI built in, possibly. To do voice control, whereas the global version does not have NFC, but it'll have Amazon Alexa. And Alexa is very popular in a variety of markets, so it would probably work. Uh, furthermore, this, again, uh, this leak I managed to read out, read into the uh, code and uh, found out a whole bunch of things um, from the looks of it. So, again, it'll have GPS, possibly, uh, but you also get uh, SPO2 functionality and Alexa built in. And uh, obviously some new animations, uh, a new 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 stylishly made, uh, new stylishly made uh, designs, and animations, and they look really cool. But more interesting is how um, the watch faces should again. He's kind of mentioned that how it may seem to be 152 p pixels, and it hides maybe about 360 to 370 pixels, so it's a little bigger. This means it might have a little bigger uh, Mi Band, so that's interesting, to say the least. 
Um, I didn't see that coming, but oh well. Uh, and you can get in inside the code for the app, there are 308 emoticons. So you can have that if you want to do that. I mean, no one asked you for that, but oh well. Um, so, and, and just for context, this was found the app code of this app that was codenamed Zep. So, most likely that will probably be the way that you connect uh, the Mi Band 6 to your phone, possibly. Um, so, that's interesting, to say the least. Um, I've shown all the features, because again, in the software code, it's shown all this. So, yeah, it'll have all these. So, what's more interesting on top of all this is that, as I said, the, the firmware really has uh, revealed a lot of things about the upcoming Mi Band 6 that could be coming. You get uh, tons of acti more activities compared to the regular, uh, to the previous Mi Band 5. So there are roughly six more activities you can you do on it compared to the Mi Band 5. Uh, and um, so a full list essentially from the code is indoor fitness, indoor ice skating, HIIT, like intensive uh, training, core training, stretching, stepper, gymnastics, plates, street dance, dance, Zumba, cricket, bowling, basketball, volleyball, table tennis, badminton, boxing, kickboxing. So almost all the more popular sports around the world, wherever Xiaomi sells their devices. You know, I'm coming, going here. Uh, so, and interestingly enough, um, there will be Alexa, because essentially in the code it mentioned how me, uh, Xiao, Xiao AI will not work outside of China, and so Alexa will be there instead. It's interesting, but oh well. Uh, and you get tons, and you get some new features, including a Pomodoro timer, which is interesting, and and sleeps and 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 sleep data, which is just insane. Oh well. Uh, so essentially, if we if we basically are to believe the code in the app, which is probable because that's that's. This is uh, there is a Mi Band Six coming soon. Um, there'll be tons of new features, and there's Alexa built in, and it would probably cost around fifty bucks, give and take. So, this is an exciting variable to look out for. I mean, and now if you actually are seriously think of order ordering a Mi Band Five, do kind of wait a little bit till the Mi Band Six, or if you really don't want to wait, and you really don't want to wait, like most fanboys. Go buy a maze fit. A maze fit variables are really good, and you get tons of features. And fit in good fitness tracking is just like the Mi Band. Uh, if you really don't want to wait for the Mi Band six, well, it's really wait for the Mi Band uh, six in general. That's uh, really really cool, to say the least. Moving on, uh, Honor. Um, now we've talked about Honor before, really, and I've it's been a long while since we've talked about Honor phone. That I forgot the slogan. Hang on, let's let's see. Um. For the brave, ding. You know that if you ever watched Inception or its trailer, there's like a music in the background. So yeah, <laughs> it was for the brave. Then it was for the it was just for the brave who don't need Google Play. And now, obviously, since Honor got sold off from Huawei, it got spinned off from Huawei and sold off to sort of Consortium. Uh, last month, pretty much. Wow, it's been a long while since that happened. Uh, Honor is back, it's back, and it's uh, gunning, it's uh, gunning, uh, firing all cylinders with the V40, the Honor V40 5G, or V40 5G, given how you give give or take, the V40 5G, this is a powerhouse of a phone, 
uh, and again, this is from Honor, not Huawei Honor. This is from Honor. In fact, it's it's it it it's obvious from the specs here, which you never see in a Huawei pretty much unless they really have to. Well, that starts with the uh, interesting part that obviously Huawei doesn't really. This is what made Huawei kind of different, to say the processor. So the Honor V40 5G comes with a MediaTek Dimensity 1000 Plus processor. Again, this never happens in a Huawei phone, even for a sub-brand like Honor, that they have a diamond, they have a MediaTek chip powering the phone. But it does what it does. I mean, they're just making ends meet here with the Dimensity 1000 Plus. It is a decent processor for what it is. Uh, on top of that, you have a six. It's it features a 6.72 inch OLED display. It's curved, which is I think not bad for the first Honor phone since it, again since it got spinned off from Huawei. Um, you know, I mean, it is coming out strong. You get dual selfie cameras. Um, now, in terms of selfie cameras, so in terms of selfie camera, it has dual 16 megapixel f 2.0 wide sensors as it is. Uh, there's no no different sensor, really ultrawide or anything. It's just that. Uh, dual 60 megapixel sensors. At the back, you have a 50 megapixel f1.9 aperture camera with 1 by 1.56 inch sensor size, 1 micrometer uh, with uh, PD autofocus and laser autofocus enabled. Laser autofocus is a big deal, frankly. Uh, that's that's one to watch out for. 8 megapixel f2.4, 120 uh, degree field of view ultrawide sensor, 17 millimeter size. Uh, 2 megapixel macro because, uh, you know, if you have multiple sensors, you've got to have a 2 megapixel macro, you know, I mean, because that's for cool kids. Uh, aside from that, you have USB-C, Wi-Fi 6 built-in, again, so the Huawei routes are coming in big time. Um, you have a 4,000 milliamp power battery, you get 66 watt fast charging. Again, this is firing all cylinders, uh, so you could do 60% charge in 15 minutes, and 35 minutes you can get a full charge zero for 0 to 100. Uh, and you get fast wireless charging at 50 watts. So again, uh, again within 35 minutes, you get half of the phone charged up and 5 watt reverse wireless charging, or reverse charging, give or take. Uh, so this is the View 40. So it's about the display, pretty much. So you have this edge. You have had this curved display, 6.72 inch OLED display. It has a 120 hertz refresh rate. Um, HDR10. 120 uh, again, 120 hertz. I mentioned it again. Man, I'm forgetting things. Uh, you get a 91.1% screen to body ratio, 1,236 by 2,676 pixel uh, pixels per inch. Uh, so you get 440 ppi density uh, out of the gate. Uh, I mean, this is really this is a feature pack phone. And is at a feature pack price, pretty much, um, and it is. So uh, this phone comes into specs. So you get an eight gigabyte RAM option, hundred twenty eight gigabytes of storage, and double the storage. Also, uh, you can do that too. So the Honor V forty five G V forty five G really comes starts at three thousand six hundred yuan. That's roughly five hundred fifty six dollars, give and take. That's about the same price as the K forty Redmi K forty actually. So that's powerful. Now if the K now if the Redmi K forty has a Snapdragon eight seventy, you know what you, you know where to go here from here. But honestly, uh this uh, looks competitive for similar spec phones. And and double the storage is th roughly four thousand yuan before taxes. Uh, that's like three ninety three 
3,989 yuan. That's $620 in conversion. So that's impressive. Uh, given the spec, you get wireless charging. You get a Yajik UI 4.0. That's interesting, to say the least. Uh, this, yeah, it, it runs on Android 10, apparently. So that's really cool, to say the least. So you get uh, wireless charging, fast wired charging, fast wireless charging, roughly 6.7 inch OLED display, 50 megapixel camera. This is this really is firing all cylinders, uh, really to be an incredible value for money. Um, really, they are for the brave souls who could buy an Oppo or a Redmi but end up buying an Honor. I mean, uh, this is an impressive first phone since they've spinned off from Huawei. So that's very interesting. So there's the V40 5G. I, the thing is, this is only currently sold in China at the moment, so there's no information about it being available worldwide. But uh, since now Honor is separate from Huawei, they could sell worldwide without a difficulty, um, most likely. So that's going to be the case. So yeah, there, there's the V40 5G. Um, you, you, a lot of value right there. Also, I quickly wanted to add this really, I, there's no, obviously this is a China, this is only releasing in China at the moment, so there's no mention of Google Play, it's not a big deal really over there, I mean, you can get by, that's over there though, WeChat is everywhere, oh well, uh, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the global version of this phone could do Google, can run Google services, hopefully that is the case, I think they could afford to do that at this point, now that they're an independent brand, so that's that. And finally, uh, Spotify. Now, if you're listening to the show, you're probably most likely listening to it on Spotify. And you probably stream Spotify for podcasts, for music, for a whole bunch of things, for automated, you know, little internet radio stations and all that. But today, they've basically decided to go to another category of con audio programming, and that is audiobooks. Now, audiobooks have really been the domain of companies like Audible and Scribd that have delivered audiobooks to consumers, and you can buy them or you can get them rented out from them for a monthly fee, like Audible. But today, Spotify is tinkering around with the audiobooks, and that's quite of interesting. So, now, the they essentially have made audiobooks uh, for of of public domain titles, like you know, you know, Great Expectations, Frankenstein, and I don't know, Hamlet. That's a public domain book. I'm sure there's no uh, hedge fund that owns Shakespeare's IP, so it's a public domain book, you know, because that's how it is. Uh, but more interestingly, uh, they've kind of uh, they've essentially dropped in the entire audiobook reading of those books that are in the public domain, uh, and they have gotten famous folks to read these books, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, this this is interesting. I'm sure they're testing. I'm sure, like most things in tech, they are testing around the idea of offering audiobooks. Now, more interestingly, these public domain books you could stream them for free or through Spotify Premium. I mean, that's up to you, really. Uh, it's it's interesting uh, what they're doing here. They are getting into audiobooks. And this is another this is another you could say um, territory, uncharted territory that Spotify is yet to conquer. This could really upend Audible's business because imagine if Spotify really comes out of the uh, comes out of the really uh, goes out blazing really and goes like, well, we offer a hundred thousands of audiobooks and exclusive podcasts, and they charge like. Five ten bucks extra on top of Spotify Premium. This could sell like hotcakes, but uh, we'll see. I think audiobooks could work, could work because 
you but they'll have to spend way more money this is they're gonna have to pump a lot more money than mu- music you know to stream music there's the rights and stuff and then there's to stream audiobooks of stuff of good books you have to pay licensing deals and all that it'll be interesting to see what it's interesting um i mean so that was the podcast uh what do you think of everything you've heard today let me know on instagram and twitter i'm at saying underscore one nine nine follow me there if you can and don't forget to subscribe to the show we drop we try to drop this twice a week and it's a lot of work really so uh appreciate if you subscribe uh and yeah uh till thursday it's your boy moment signing out uh peace have a great day i mean take care uh stay safe stay at home if you can and i'll see you on thursday all right uh thanks for listening ciao